We are the Story Guys. My name's Brian. Oh, and I'm Murdoch. And this is a show that is a fake game show. If, if you were coming here thinking this was like some Chuck Woolery stuff, I have to bust, burst through your bubble and tell you that um, the stories are real, but the points are totally fake. Yeah, and if you thought this was incredibly serious, uh, well, we're not. This is supposed to be super fun. Uh, you, you, you can get a taste for everything we do. We are the Story Guys at, G, at we are the Story Guys or we are the Story Guys at Gmail if you want to email the show. Yeah, Brian and I have been really good friends now for over a decade. We had a podcast before uh, Ice Cream Headache where we used to have uh, comedians on from the the Improv, so we got to meet enormous amounts of fun. Uh, comedians and we wanted to do this again we've been doing this now this is uh episode 13 14 14 yeah yeah this is hard to count we got a few of them i think we're gonna start having guests yeah because what we need to do is start proxying it so the vision of this show is that after this many episodes we start bringing in other folks who will tag in or out for us so there might be an episode where we pull the story starter and we go oh instead of Mark and I trading stories. Now I'm going to have this guy come yep. in and, or this yeah. gal tell a story instead. And that will be, they'll be playing for our points. For our points. That's right. So uh, that's something to look forward to. But today we're going to do a story starter actually suggested to us in our email bag. Uh, like I said, we are the story guys at gmail.com. It's really awesome to know that we've had a podcast with, um, you know, we're just in the teens and we have, we have mail and people. <laughs> listen and send us uh send us a request and all sorts of things so it's, thanks so much for listening it, it is it is really nice and I, I think we should not um understate how nice that is yeah because they're giving us ideas for the show which we're about to <laughs> utilize at this moment so this one's from uh from life and he says i've really been enjoying the ken burns documentary about country music which is also something you've been talking my ear off about when the mics have been off yeah and uh i'm on episode three um i just uh no one else is watching in my house so i have to i have to prepare to do it each episode's so two hours you may know this because he says on one of the episodes they talk about jazz great charlie parker shout mm-hmm. out to the bird mm-hmm. uh and him just listening to country song after song after song on a jukebox someone asking him why he was listening to that hillbilly music and he answers it's the stories which is awesome like just just the way he wrote that story is, yeah. is amazing it's three chords in the truth yeah three chords in the truth right so yeah. he, he says so life says i have a couple of country songs that you can throw in the hopper for story starters in the hopper which i think is cool so here in we go ho- okay here are our options we're gonna this is what is is in the mix today tonight Ta- the bottle let me down <laughs> oh merle haggard <laughs> i've had a few of those uh i saw the light uh that could be anybody great song hey good looking uh, is that? Who? Oh, that's Hank Williams and Family Tradition. That's Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, it's so <laughs> really keeping it in the family. Yeah, I know. Okay, so mixing these up, we're gonna see where we're gonna go today. Uh, I love us. I saw the light, and from not in your preacher's kid, and I'm not. Man, I love that song. It's a beautiful song. It's a song that was like I didn't realize. Like it was. It's a church song to me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so oh, we got Family Tradition. Oh. <laughs> So, so I, I mean, I think this is kind are of a you conversation. Ready for some football. <laughs> I know it is maybe generational, but I do think of that every time I think of Hank, Hank Jr. Yeah. Um, okay. Not, so, not showing up. So family tradition. Um, you go first. Yeah, I mean, you I go can. First. I, I mean, I think part of this is like a conversation about family traditions, right? Like, this is a really interesting conversation to have with anybody that you've been friends with for a little bit, because what you there is a moment in your life, or a moment in your childhood, or a moment sometimes when you're a teenager or an adult, where you 
something you've accepted as like the way everyone does things. Yes, and they don't. And then it gets revealed to you. You're like, oh, that was just the thing my family did. Like, for instance, and this isn't a tradition. This is just like a home remedy thing that we used to do. I, last night, it's funny that this would come up today. Because last night, I was boiling water. And just the like look and smell of boiling water, I said to my wife, I was like, you know, this, I'm just reminded oh. of the fact that I used to get a bunch of ingrown fingernails because I bite my nails, which is still a nervous habit of mine. Yeah. And, and the home remedy at my grandmother's house and into my house was you boil water and you stick your thumb in it. Like you just dip it in real quick and it like knocks out the infection and it totally worked. Oh. And we did that all through my childhood. And, and so I put a pot of water on the other day and I think about, Oh my! Yeah, and d- oh my, my wife looked at me like that is insane. We didn't do that, but I, I mean that is some country stuff right there. My my, but it we, totally works. I, totally, I'll vouch for it. I have the same uh, nervous habit. I've gotten a lot better about it, but um, I've got, you get older, you get better at things like not being nervous and biting your own skin. <laughs> uh, you get meds for that, but no. Um, my mom told my, I think my mom told me that she used to have her fingers dipped in vinegar. So, you know, another thing we did, this is, I should, I should not tell this story. Um, but you're about to. But I'm about to. So this is also not a tradition, but you said vinegar. So the punishment, like, okay, so and you may not have gotten punished for this at all, but if you were ever <laughs> Never got saying things, anything. if you were ever saying things you were not supposed to say, the traditional method that you hear kind of historically from people is like, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So my my wife has a story of her mom actually doing that to her brother, and this is kind of messed up. I, I hope I can co-opt this story with her permission. Uh, but he did it like she did it with such gusto, or made him drink so much, or whatever. Like he burped bubbles, <laughs> which is like in retrospect is hilarious, but I mean probably was kind of traumatizing at the moment. It's like something you see out of a Flintstones cartoon. Yeah, no, it a hundred percent is. Yeah. So. Um, but we didn't do we didn't do soap in my house. We did vinegar, and this was okay. So a preacher's kid, my mom would tell me that the bitter taste in your mouth is the same as the bitter sound in my ears when you say that word. And so I would taste vinegar. Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, kind of like the taste of vinegar. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard boiled eggs, put some vinegar on there. It's uh, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Deviled eggs. Oh man, yeah, yeah. All deviled eggs. I feel bad when I'm at like a holiday dinner or whatever. I eat all the deviled eggs. I yeah, I go straight. I guess I'm like oh, I'm gonna. Eat. It's, like, it's like percent. I'm, it's like I'm gonna eat all the shrimp. So you know? when, when my mom when I have a uh, eat all the shrimp story. Um, when my mom makes, I mean the the irony is that was a thing from my childhood, and now. Exactly what you just described happens at every family dinner where she makes deviled eggs. Yeah. Like the joke is, keep him away from Brian because he will eat them all. Yeah. And I'd like to say, it's partly your fault, Mom. And Gongi, my grandmother, used to wear the heck out of some some deviled eggs, man. She was a killer. But my wife now does it, and she... She does make good deviled eggs. Yeah. I've she, been to those holiday parties. And she and we're going to have one this... Are you going to have a holiday party this year? We are. Yes. We haven't had one in years, and so we're going to... It's been do, a while. It's, it's been a while. Hey, yeah. hot tip. Murdoch holiday parties are legit because yeah. you have two cultures clashing, which is Swedish food and whatever, hillbilly music. Whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna have glug, which is the Swedish wine that you 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 put it on like low heat on the stove. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, put yeah. vodka and wine together, and it's well, that that's not a problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whatsoever. But yeah. So my wife makes deviled eggs, and she puts 
like bacon, bits oh, of bacon, uh-huh. or she puts uh, like super hot sauce in some of them. Yeah. Or she takes from Ikea, she takes like the, the fish eggs that taste like uh, caviar and she does that. And some people are like, that's really gross. And it's like, those are the eggs I like to eat. I just like to eat all of them. I like eggs. Yeah. No, me too, man. Eggs and potatoes all day long anyway. Anyway, yeah. you can dice them up. And if you can put them together, even better. Yeah. I mean. Hash browns? Come on, man. Oh, Stop. Stop. hash browns. I know. What's, we're going to have to go get breakfast food. What's, and I just ate all this chicken. Okay. Okay. Go. So um, I, to, to, do an actual, to do an actual story about a family tradition. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that we did, when I think about family traditions, this is the one I always go back to, which is my parents created this thing when we were really young called the, I mean, the, it was the Christmas Eve camp out. Where, you had a camp out on Christmas Eve? Well, we would camp out in the living room. Oh, how cool. And so we would go to, and we were not a Santa Claus household. So that was okay. just, that was never a thing we talked about. So it created the option of being in the living room because, <laughs> you know, otherwise you might not do that. Yeah. Um, so we would go to dinner. We, we didn't go out to dinner a lot when I was a kid. We were always balling on a budget. So we would go to the Spaghetti Factory, which went, up until I was too. an adult, I literally thought, there could not be a fancier place on earth. Went there last night. I'm gonna say I'm with your I'm with your adult opinion too. And I will say there's still we've done it a few times. Now we'll take my parents, which is fun. Like we'll we'll my parents used to take us, and so, so sometimes we'll take my parents around the holidays, and it's it's really fun to do that. And but if I can sit in the trolley, it's like I am five years old again. It's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Last night they ran out of meatballs. See, they they got to step up their game. That was so not okay. The we would go to the old spaghetti factory, and then you come home. You get to open one present, and then you sleep in front of the Christmas tree, and you wake up. And you open, you the, open the rest, yeah. and and yeah. So that was always like, like I could st- I can close my eyes and I can picture that living room with the multicolored lights on the tree as the only lights in the room glow, waiting patiently to awaken. Yeah. And so that was a favorite, favorite tradition of mine. And, and we've kind of tried to carry it a little bit into this new generation to mix it in with my kids. Sometimes we do something kind of similar. We don't, I mean, not usually around Christmas because there's so much going on. But, um, you know, the living room campouts are an occasional thing. And then uh, the bringing my parents to the spaghetti factory or wherever, you know, around Christmas is always, it's fun to kind of weave that in to, you know, my new nuclear family. But, that is the tradition I will I will put on the table. Okay. Tell me about some weird stuff that you did as a kid that you didn't know other people didn't do. Um, gosh. I have to pick like one or two. <laughs> this is hard, Brian. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is, you know what? It is maybe fashionable, but it is great being a weirdo. It's worked out great for me, I'd say. Um, so I have all these really fun memories about being a kid and being in the kitchen in that first house I lived in. And um, and I remember peeling potatoes. Like, that was really cool. Snapping peas. Did you ever snap peas oh, as a yeah. kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have all these these memories of, of that. And in that near that same cabinet where the potatoes and peas, where we'd do that, sort of like hidden... Uh, because we didn't have one of those fancier things. That's where the whiskey was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was so. It was such a sweet moment for a second. Yeah, and well, I'm about to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> I mean, there's so many weird, there's so many places I could go, Brian. I, I I have to figure out one, and this is this is where I'm gonna go. And it's it's sort of a a dual 
dual diagnosis here of some dysfunctional weirdness I didn't know other people didn't do. Um, so the two things. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that uh, other children didn't have alcohol rubbed on their gums. Well, uh, I've always heard of... Now, that, that yeah. doesn't seem crazy to me because I've heard people say, like, rub some alcohol on his yeah. gums. It, but it, I've never... Sorry, I did that very uh, hillbilly voice, and that was unfair to you. Um, but <laughs> those are fighting words, preacher boy. <laughs> no, but I I didn't know, and there was I remember there being a moment where I found out that like that was not something that other people did or thought was okay. Like other parents. Well, like whiskey didn't. in a baby bottle. Like I hear people say talk about that kind of in hush tones. Listen. I wish my sister was listening right now because they, they her and uh, Joy Boyd, who was her friend, I've got a picture of them like standing by my birthday cake pretending to blow out my candles and I'm crying. It's like the best <laughs> album cover that never happened. And they they uh, they, they they dipped my baby bottle in in, uh, in whiskey and, and that happened. And that was not something that went over very well. Uh, that and hiding me in a closet and pretending I was lost for like... 30 minutes. Wait, 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 wait. That's not a family tradition. No, that's but just some... Do we need to hear that story? No, it's over. It's already done. Done. It's like, wait, yeah. wait, wait. How old were you and how old were they? And, and, and how long did they keep that con going? Uh, young. So continuing to go, I don't know. I was, I wasn't, I was too young. But yeah, the, the baby bottle thing, I heard about that later. But, but I didn't know. I thought everyone rubbed their, you know, your parents did that with your gums or whatever. But this wasn't the, the part that, that kills me. So I'd been cleaning out this. It was a memory I'd forgotten about completely. And and this has to do with you and I and how we grew up completely different. And so, um, you know, preacher's kid, you know, truck driver, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so our, our, our owned a gas station. Oh, the gas station owned the gas. Every, I love how every time I say owned a gas station, no. you correct me. Yeah. Well, cause my dad would be like, no, it's a gas station. It's the only game in town. Won't get you old change, get tires. It's, it's, Need you to understand, boy. It's a one place. So so our holidays had to be different, Brian. We didn't go to church. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, right. So you, you didn't do a Christmas Eve service? Where? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like like none of those none of those places. So um I got I was recently I've been cleaning out like a lot of things. So I was cleaning out some stuff. In, in the basement, and I, I'm just trying to declutter. And I had all these Rubbermaid things, and I didn't really know. I found I was like, ah, these are, I didn't know this was here. And I opened up this one Rubbermaid box, and it had one thing in it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, isn't that weird? The Rubbermaid things are, not big Rubbermaid things, they're supposed to be filled with crap, right? Yeah. That's what you get those for. Or like, you know, someone's organizing something. It had one thing in it. It was... Our manger that we had in our house for Christmas. We had a manger. We didn't go to church. I didn't really know what the baby in the middle, like, none of this was explained. I knew, like, there were these other guys, like, they were like the, the, the bounty hunters from Star Wars, like the wise men. Because they, cause they, they, they were, like, separate. They weren't, like, they the weren't in the bounty hunters like, from Star Wars. They, they, were, they were dressed cooler than everybody else. Okay, that's, that's a t-shirt waiting to happen. Right, right. A they, Christmas t-shirt where Boba Fett and Jango Fett 
Are the wise men? Someone please make that happen and immediately. Do, and what do they bring to the manger instead of what the wise men? Hold on. I need to break in quickly and say, send us an email if you're interested in one of these shirts. I will have them made for $25 a piece. Maybe. We are the story guys at gmail.com. What, what would what would, what would would the bounty hunters bring to the manger? Like Jabba the Hutt's head. <laughs> Frankincense. Like one of them brings the traditional thing. Sand from Tatooine? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, oh, like a little bag of sand, like from the ocean. Um, so we had a manger. Like it was a, it was the one traditional part of Christmas in our house. But it was like totally removed from the. You, you had no idea why you had a manger. Did no. you ever try to lay in it and mess with it? No, it, it was it was one of it was like one of these things that stood on its ta- like it sat on a table, and so oh. it came out. So the tree comes out, and this thing goes out on like the table in the living room. It is funny how there's like cultural artifacts that linger even in a household like yours right where and your mom and dad probably never thought to explain that to you no no it's just a christmas thing no no like the so at what point did you realize what it was after um, after vbs after you finally got invited to vacation bible school um i'm um i'm i might have i might have been a teenager Wow. Yeah. And when I went to college and I took like Western Civ, they were talking about uh, like Yahweh, the idea of, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the mm-hmm. light, the ruler, the, the one like Muhammad, Jesus or whatever. And I didn't understand that people had there was more than one like Messiah. I thought, you know, that's just Jesus. I mean, I don't know. You're just. You well, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You grow up in the middle of nowhere. You have no idea. And talk about changing your perspective about life, learning fast when you're 18. But yeah, so. I, so this is recently. I mean, this is like in the last month of my life. I open it up, and there it is. You did, did you even know you had it? Yes. I, I, I remember where I got the Rubbermaid thing, and I remember- So, very, like, what happened? Like, your mom was like, I need this stuff out of my house, and it ended up in your car? Like Gave, gave it to my sister, and then my sister dumps all, like, a couple Rubbermaid things she didn't want off to me. She's like, here, take this stuff. You know, she gives me things that she doesn't <laughs> want. Here's a couple boxes of crap I don't want in my house. And I remember she's like, and the manger's in there. Like, it's, it was just a thing. I just didn't, as an aside. I didn't think about it. And so I open it up and like everything. So the senses are so heavy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, there's so many things because right. there's you, you have this context. And for me, it was just a blank. It's like a coloring book with no colors in it for my life. It's just this thing. It had like the fake grass in it or whatever. And I didn't know who anybody was. I knew there was a baby. And then like there's so, a ba- So what you're talking about is not just a manger. You're talking about a nativity set. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it is. Yeah, it wasn't just a manger. Sorry. See, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, yeah. It took it's us a- 10 minutes to get to uh, the term nativity uh, set. Nativity set. So did you ever see a living nativity? Did that ever happen in Lewisburg? I'm sure there was a church. Uh, where yeah. you would drive by the church and they'd be like, living nativity from 7 to 9 tonight. And then what you would do is you would get kids from the youth group to dress up in biblical costumes and stand in the cold pretending to be... You lost me at youth group. Dude. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if we drove by where there were church things happening. Sorry, a nativity scene. I don't think the nativity, I don't think the living nativity thing happens as much anymore. It was a big thing like in the 80s and 90s, I think. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, and maybe it's a small town versus big city thing or whatever, but like there was, and then there was a whole movement in the 90s, which I don't know if this happens anymore either, but there was this whole movement where big churches, when churches got big and they were like bigger than doing a li- living nativity, right? They had more people to involve. So they would do the walk through Bethlehem. Oh. Where they would take the gym and turn it into Bethlehem, a Bethlehem market, and you would go in 
and you would pretend that it was the day before Jesus was born and you were in Bethlehem for the census walking through the market. And, and here's here's the main thing I remember about this. blowing to me. I re- well, here's what I remember about this. Yeah, when my brother and I sit down and talk about some of this stuff from our childhood, it's like totally out of context with people. It sounds so crazy. Yeah. But we would walk through and they would, I remember there was a guy handing out goat's milk. Like, man, would you like some goat's milk? Like everyone was in character. It was like going to Shaker Town or something, right? Like okay. it was, yeah. yeah. So everyone's like, hey, it's, it's, you know, whatever year B.C., it's zero B.C. Because yeah. Christ is about to happen. So it's yeah. about to be one B.C. Uh, no, um, I realize that's not how that works. So who wants a subscription he, to highlights? Yeah. <laughs> no, he goes, so here is, you know, I got goat's milk, goat's milk. And he's handing out like real legit goat's milk. And there's goats, like there's live animals. Like it's all happening in this gymnasium. And I I'm like, oh, goat's milk. I'm up for trying anything. And I remember almost vomiting on this guy's sandals. Yeah. <laughs> like, goat's milk is gross. Yeah. And uh, that's my main memory of walking through Bethlehem. But that was a reoccurring thing that happened for several years. I don't know if people do that anymore, wow. but it was like a big mega church thing, like, throughout the country. Like, there would be a mega church that would be like, we're going to do a walk through Bethlehem. I want you to know. It was kind of cool. I, I mean, w- to be honest. I want you to know, because I'm, I am embarrassed, that I, just out of just my mouth and my brain, do not did not know the difference between a manger and nativity scene because I haven't said the words nativity scene in probably thirty five years. I mean, because I think I it haven't speaks to it. it speaks to the story better, right? 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 Like, because yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, it's right, the bounty hunters. Oh yeah, it's the wise men. So, so I, do you know? Do you know the characters at the nativity scene? You got uh, the you got the shepherds. Mar- yeah, the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and then there's the three wise men. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's most of the crew. That's most of them, right? Yeah. Uh, you might get if you get the expanded edition, you might get some angels the, off to the side. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you get Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man comes in. <laughs> Tony Stark's coming to get Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I have no idea. No, I mean it is an interesting contrast. So, but but here it is. So I get it all out, and there it all is, and like there's. There's baby Jesus, and there's all these things, and you can see where I've taken crayons and I've colored on all this. Like, that's me, man. That's all me. So this was my nativity scene. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't know what any of this stuff was. What we did do on Christmas Eve that I didn't discover until later was something that we did that I don't think other families did. Uh, and so I remember I brought it up once and then was embarrassed and I didn't understand. It took me a while to figure out what was happening and why I was embarrassed. What do you leave out the night before Christmas at the nativity scene? Well, For are, Santa. Are, are we mixing Santa and the nativity scene together here? Yeah. Well, okay, well, milk and cookies if Santa's involved, right? Yeah, we, we didn't we didn't leave out milk and cookies for Santa. What did you leave out? We we left out whiskey and cookies. Are you kidding me, really? Like, so when did you realize that everybody else was leaving out milk? I told someone one day. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, I, and, and I know there had to be a parent that was involved. Right? And the parent was wise to the thing, and I was wise to the thing. And I was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Trying to figure out, like, oh, Santa, wink, wink, drank all that whiskey whenever uh, he showed up. <laughs> late to our house uh, and he would always be gone like I'd wake up each morning and be like Santa drank all the whiskey now you have the unique perspective not only of of having a very different childhood than me but now being married to someone from a different country yeah 
And so your Christmases now, I know, have the Swedish Santa Claus involved, which is a whole different thing, right? Like he shows up a day early and he knocks on the door and he's, he's wearing long johns or something. What's up with that? And he, he has a ma- Google Swedish Santa Claus. And by the way, go ahead and call your psychiatrist. I don't know. I don't know how to get. I don't know how to get your Stephen King it nightmare out of you. I just did it. You're welcome. If you like scary, weird stuff, I just did it. It's like the most frightening. It's like the scream mask when the scream mask was scary times eighty. Like it's it's so terrifying. And so yeah, so so Santa comes to your house. And he shows up, and he goes, and he's, he sits in a chair, and, and everybody comes to sit on his lap, and you open his presents in front of Santa, and he splits. He goes to the goes to the next house. He, like, makes house calls on Christmas Eve. So, And then also, the other thing that happens in Sweden is around, I think it, it, it's in the afternoon. So it's, it's before dinner. In the afternoon, everyone, there's no work, so it's closed. Everyone sits around, and they watch TV. And you know what we do here in America, what people do, like, on Christmas, right? Yeah. They watch football, like to watch the Dallas Cowboys or something. On Christmas Eve, which is technically Christmas there, they watch Mickey Mouse cartoons. Like the whole country? That's just that's a holiday tradition? Yes. How did Disney get that? I don't know. And then they show like now they show like Disney like previews of like an upcoming Disney movie like at the beginning and then all of a sudden it's like, Hey everybody, what's going on? Hi Minnie And it's it's old school cartoons and you know it's it's in Swedish. <laughs> I'm I'm now distracted because I just googled Swedish Santa Claus. I know you shouldn't have everything. <laughs> everything's gonna be just yeah. It's not okay. Well, once again, I think you've won. Uh, <laughs> your your Christmas tradition stories just I mean they just oh wow, um, yeah. So another uh, forty seven hundred points. You're way ahead of me now in the cumulative. Uh, point gathering, but hey, if you've got a story, if you've got a weird family tradition, I would actually, we'd love to hear it. This is the thing we can revisit for a while. Hit us up in the mailbag. We are the story guys at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read that on the show, most likely, unless it's too weird. Yeah, and make, um, sure, make sure and leave us reviews if you're listening on iTunes or uh, Spotify or Stitcher Radio, anywhere. It it's always helps super helpful. It's super helpful to the show. Visit the site, we are the story guys at gmail.com. And most importantly, keep telling stories. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.